Good evening. How are y'all? Everybody happy? Welcome to uh, March. Yeah. Goodbye, February. Is that good? Yes. Amen. We. Good evening. Welcome tonight to Grace Life the Living Church, and we welcome our broadcast audience. Glad for you to be here with us. And tonight we're going to continue in our Kingdom series. Uh, they have different titles, but uh, the where it's still part of the Kingdom series. And tonight we're going to talk about the power of a decree. The power of a decree. And if you want to go look at a verse with me, go to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. That's on page 1225 in the Bible. If you have a Bible just like mine. If not, do the best you can. Just going to read one verse here. Actually, a lot of good verses here, but to, to our point, you know, let me know when you get there. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. It's right behind Isaiah and right past Proverbs. You know, Proverbs, Psalms, Proverbs. You know who didn't write Ecclesiastes? Me. I didn't write it. I wasn't around back then. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Y'all find it? Uh, yeah, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. I could just quote it, but I want you to see it. <clears throat> you may have different translations, but it'll be close. Verse 4. This is where the word of a king is. There is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Uh, I have one of these parallel translations. Uh, my, this Bible is parallel to the, uh, the NIV. And the NIV says it this way uh, It says, Since the king's word is supreme, who can say unto him, What are you doing? I like that. Since, since a king is supreme, who or what's going to say to him, what are you actually doing? And how many know that we have a king? And who is he? Jesus. Can you say it just a little bit better? Jesus. So we have a king and his name is Jesus, isn't he? And so where the word of a king is, there's power. And we have a king. And, uh, but what do we do about the, this is where the word of the king is. Well, here's for us in our dispensation, here's the word of a king. We have right here recorded in front of us the Bible. But does the word of a king, you know, sometimes... It doesn't, there's not power until it's eternalized. If it's sitting on the shelf in the study or, you know, in the, in the back room somewhere collecting dust, then there'll be no power there. But when we, when we internalize it, we put, the, we put the word of the king on the inside. Uh, we make it everything that it is, and it comes out of us. So, if I, so um, just make a few statements, and we'll look at another verse. Where the word of the king is, there's power. It has in it, and it must be in our heart so that it can come out of our mouth. Word of God has to be in your heart first, right? So it comes out of your mouth. Well, we know that from Romans chapter 10. And then um, we're so close to it. Uh, we'll go ahead and turn it tonight, but let's go back. Uh, let's go back to uh, Job chapter 22 in verses 28. Job 22, 28. 
Just keep on going south. You'll, you'll come right past you. Go past Psalms, and you'll come to the book of Job. Job. Familiar verse with us. I'll back up a verse, actually, and say in verse 27, it says, And thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Verse 28, And then thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Notice he says, We shall decree a thing. And then, and then what? And then it becomes established has to be spoken first before it's become established. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you some. I, I did a little uh, word study on this uh, a while back, and then again today just looking up some of these, uh, some of these words. And uh, the word decree. And, uh, but before we do that, how many know just when you decree a word or when you speak a word, how many know just one word from God can change? I mean, I, I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the word is when, when the Father t looks at Jesus and says, go. He, he might just say, go. And that's when he comes and gets us. Uh, but one more from God can change anything in your life, anything in your family, your health, your finances, your business, your future, your community, and of course your nation, just, just one word from God. So when we agree with the voice of God, we agree with his word and his voice, uh, and we verbalize it, and we say what he says, then we're actually utilizing that authority and that power. And it's, it's, it's a shift that takes place in the earth. And it's a shift that takes place in your life. Uh, just by decreeing, even though feelings may not be there, it may not be something you say, well, I just don't feel, you know, I don't really feel like, like I mean, I know, that, I know it's there, I believe it, but I don't really feel that powerful when I'm saying it. I'm not having, um, you know, the, the, the right feelings to match the scripture that I'm saying. That's all the more reason, that's all the more reason to speak it. I, I, I don't really know that when they was going up to the Red Sea, uh, they really felt like it was about to split. Because God didn't say go down there and then uh, leave Egypt, go to the Red Sea. You'll be kind of trapped there for a while. Pharaoh's actually going to come after you. And really, you know, he's going to change his mind. It's going to be your demise. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If y'all if be willing to go, then I'll come and I'll open the Red Sea. And he made a deal with them and says, okay, based on that, the, that sign your name right here on the document, take it to a notary. Well, that's not the way it works. And if it was, there'd be no faith in that whatsoever, is it? So God's word is good. He doesn't need man to make it good. Uh, this is not a man, the, uh, man uh, this is not a man book. This is a God book. This is about him. And so it's his life that we're talking about. And so here we are. Uh, it says, the, I want to say this, a prophetic uh, decree has the capacity to bring breakthrough. Anybody need a breakthrough? Yes. In any of your life. I mean, I'm, I mean, an absolute breakthrough. In other words, the thing that's always maybe been by your side or around you or kind of stayed, uh, you know, in, on the perimeters, how many would like to just break through it, shatter it, so to speak, never have to deal with that thing ever again? Two people wants, to, wants that tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, the, the, you can have that. Did they work y'all too hard today? Praise the Lord. Well, here we go. So, we're going, so let's, let's have breakthrough. But how do, we, how do we have breakthrough? How does breakthrough come? Well, the Word gives us not just information, but it gives us revelation. And then when we act upon the Word that was revealed, everything that we're going to have to do in this life is going to have to be 
these principles, and I know a church like the art, this should know this very well, and I think actually that we do, but it's real easy sometimes to get away from the basics. And when you get away from the basics, because we're looking for something, you've heard me say it a thousand times at least. You know, Brother Hagin said, you know, after all 60-something odd years of ministry, he noticed there's two things. Everywhere he preached when he was with Christians, he said uh, they like to get away from the, the, the foundation. They're looking for something, these, these grand revelations, these mysterious revelations. He said they want to go. They want to go from the A B C's to the D E and F's. And uh, someone asked him. He said, "Well, what's D E D E and F?" He said, "That's deep, electrifying, and far out." And a lot of times, <laughs> when we're losing, and when we're not, you know, we're not winning the battle. It's not something very complicated. Usually, it's something very simple. And so, to go back to the simple, we have to go back to from the very beginning to where it started. So we know decree actually uh, is prophetical. And we also know that it has to do with uh, the creation of, of the world, the creation of mankind. God, through his desire and through his uh, imagination, created this world, but it had to be spoken. And I can't tell you how many times uh, that eat myself, you know, just, you know, sometimes you'd be in a different kind of situation and here you're really, you know, seeking God what to do about this for someone or a situation that you have, that you're dealing with and you're looking for I need, I need the key here. And it's like you're looking for something. It's going to take something different. What's the key here to breakthrough? And he says, you should know what the key is. I said, well, help me. Help me what I know. He said, use the same mouth that you're asking me the questions, but just put my word in it. In other words, put the ammunition in. Just, just say what I would say. Well, I know that's absolutely true. Because we know that when, when Jesus, you know, had confrontation in the wilderness, all he did was take this word. All he did was take this word. You know, he didn't pick up a stone and try to throw it at Satan. He didn't have a bow and arrow. He didn't have a machete. He didn't use anything physical. He was, he was weary. He was tired. He was hungry. He was very fatigued. Uh, Satan caught him at the, at the lowest point. That's where he always tries to come in. He tries to find the weakness. He tries to find the weakness in the home, in the marriage, and he tries to find the weakness, uh, you know, in, in, your, in your life. And, he'll, and he, he's, he's more than willing to wait on that moment. And that he's always going to attack. He's always going to attack at the place of the weakness. Well, you can't, I mean, you can't blame him. That's just a strategy that anybody should use. I mean, if you were going to attack an opponent, I'd be looking for their, that's what I mean, you do in sports. That's why they study film. They see where their strengths are. They see where their weaknesses are. They know their strengths and their weaknesses. And they know how they got to match up with one another. And they're always going to attack with what they believe that your, your weakest place is going to be. That's just called strategy. But our God, our God is the ultimate commander and he's the ultimate, ultimate strategist. And, uh, and, he, and here's the deal. You can't find a weakness for God. Now, does, does the devil have any weakness? Well, he has them all over the place. God doesn't have weakness whatsoever. So God could have picked anything he wanted to. He could have picked anything. He, but it, it's, it's kind of hilarious if you think about it. It's humorous in some ways. Some of the things that he chose for different purposes, you know, like, like for strength. A lot of times people are, you know, pray for strength for a situation, to go through a situation. But sometimes they forget, uh, you know, the, all the scriptures that had to do with the strength that has to do with, you know, he says if you need strength, he said begin to count your situation joy. You say, well, it's not joy. He knows that. That's why I said you'd have to count it that way. 
If it was already joy, you wouldn't have to count it. And sometimes you have to actually count because uh, the situation is tumultuous and he's like, oh, joy one, <laughs> uh, joy two. Joy, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You may have to get the maximum joy. You may have to get it to 25. I don't know what you got to hit until you hit, the, until you hit the, the buzzer. Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't know why he used joy, you know, to, in, uh, to internalize that and to express that joy and to think on those things. He said that would begin to produce strength, not just strength in the emotions, emotions but also strength in the body. The, the Lord is your strength. Well, but he said joy would actually, you know, would actually initiate the whole process. So you have to do that. You have to make a conscious decision and you have to deliberately sometimes put on. He said, well, I don't want to be a put on. Well, the scripture says in Ephesians you know, 3, it says Ephesians 4, it says put off and put on. There's things he said, put off the old man, put on the new man. So his scripture will be a put on. Amen. Amen. Try it again. Amen. Praise the Lord. There we go. Amen. It's like trying to start an old Ford, you know, years ago. And I had to pull out the choke, you know, a little bit. You know, you got to pass the gas three or four times, prime it up. And like, ah, 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 But there we go. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, so one, one word from God can change this whole thing. Now, Psalms 2-7 says this. It says, I will declare the decree. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Now the word, the verb, the verb declare means this: to make known, formally, officially, or explicitly means to command or ordain or decide by decree. Put it back in that verse, Psalms two seven. He says, "I will declare the decree that the Lord has said unto me." So here's here's the, so here's something. He says, the Lord has decreed. He says, but I will declare the decree. The Lord has decreed it. If you go back to Job, he says, when you declare these things, you decree these things. He says, that's the point where it becomes established. In, in the heavens, it's already established. But here the psalmist is saying, I'm going to declare what has already been decreed. I'm going to begin to put myself, uh, I'm going to begin to put myself uh, in remembrance of what he has done and what he is doing, that he would never leave me or fail me or never forsake me. I'm going to begin to remind myself of what Jesus has already done for me in my physical body, through his physical body, for what he bore for me. I'm going to remember what he said. I'm going to, I'm going to declare the decree that when I lay hands on the sick, the sick shall what? They shall recover. You say, well, I've done that. It doesn't work. The, the difference is laying hands on, believing it, or just putting hands on. You can knock people with oil and people say, well, you know, what kind of oil should I use? See, that's the problem. See, we're, we're, that, that's, a, that, that's formulas. Actually, oil doesn't heal anybody anything. You say, well, the book of James, you know, James used it. James was, was a pastor of a baby Christians. And, and, you know, and the Lord's so good, he'll, he'll, he'll heal it. He'll let us use methods. He'll let us use something like oil, even though it's a, a type of the spirit. You know, in other words, you have baby Christians who's felt everything. Someone's held their hand and prayed. Someone agreed with them. Someone, so, you know, someone came to their aid here and there, here and there. Well, they, have, they haven't been instructed yet. They have not been matured yet. They have not grown spiritually yet. So here you got James anointing people. In other words, they need to feel something. They need to touch something. It's real interesting because if you pray for many sick people, 
depends upon how severe the situation is in medical terminology or what you know what a doctor would say you know this is on a scale of one to ten well you you have um, uh, 50 percent chance of getting well 30 you know 30 percent chance no chance and you and you when you get with terminal people and you go pray for them uh, most of them are looking for something real strong in other words this is you know I, I'm down to 30 days left of my life what am I going to do or what are you going to do and they're looking you for you to come in and you know bring bring a whole arsenal of stuff and Sometimes, for their sake, you have to do a little bit more than actually what's necessary. But you can't find it in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus didn't do much. The only time Jesus ever did more than that that I know of, and he mentioned it one time, was at the tomb of Lazarus. He, he did more talking than was necessary. And he said, but Father, you know. I know you always hear me. He said, but for their sake, I'm saying these things. And it was, they need to hear this. Well, think about it. Lazarus has been dead for four days. They never saw the one raised from the dead in four days. Here's the other deal. Jesus had never raised anyone from the dead, been dead for four days. Actually, there was a progression of miracles. The first time Jesus uh, raised someone from the dead, they'd been dead a couple hours. Next time, one day. Next time was two days. So there was actually a progression of miracles within Jesus' ministry. But he said these things because they need to hear it. Because I've ministered to some people like that and just said, and it was terminal, whatever, and I went out in Jesus' name, be healed from the top of your head, the soul you feed in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and some of them said, that's it? And I said, yeah, that's it. They said, really? That, that's it? I mean, do you not know my diagnosis? I said, yeah, I know what it is. It's, it's death. So that's all, you, that's all you're going to do? Well, I said, do you want me to go get a scalpel and start cutting on you? Went, no, I just thought you'd, you, you'd pray more. I said, for what purpose? Because this is serious. I said, so is the name of Jesus. Pretty serious business. Every knee's going to bow to that name. Amen. And the, the Lord's not going to quote this whole book and then throw his name on there. We're all going to put a bunch of shundies on there. He said, oh, that's okay. That, that now, no, no. The word. The word, the word of a king is what? Power. Didn't even use pl words plural. So you look at most of Jesus' commands, you know, when it comes to demonic spirits, and he didn't have conversations with them. Only one time we see any kind of conversation. But pretty much it was pretty simple, wasn't it? He said, come out or get out. Come out or get out. How many think you could remember those two words if you just you know, wrote them down and tried to memorize them like, a, you know, like it was a whole scripture? Y'all say it with me. Say, say come out, get out. Or let's do it backwards. Say, get out and come out. See, you can go either way you want to. Now you're acting just like Jesus. If it makes you feel better, say, devil, come out. But he knows who you're talking to. See, your faith will always follow your intention anyway. Your, 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 your faith knows how to do it. You can make a mental error, but your faith, the faith in your heart, that's what's working. It's not the words of the formula. The words of the formula has nothing to do with it. Now, I know I'm going to say something now, and, and this is, you may not like this, but I, but I know for, for, for a fact it's absolutely true. 
see, before I'm actually going to pray for them, and I know I'm going to go pray for them, I've already done what I'm going to do before I get there. If, you, if I could just be quite honest with you. Me getting there is not my initiation. That's just my contact with them. But I've already made some decisions and some choices on my end before I ever get there. So since, and faith is of the heart and of the mind, so I'm just, I'm conscious of what has already happened. I'm conscious of who's in me. I'm, con I'm conscious of what, you know, what's, what's tangibly in us. And so when I go and, I'm, and I meet them, see, I'm already speaking, you know, you know, before I get there, before I make the phone call, before I go lay hands on them. If, if, it's, if they know that I'm coming in three days to go do that or to call them, I've already been using my faith in that situation long before I ever get there. Jesus knew Lazarus was going to die. He finally had to explain to him in plain terms. You know, he says, you know, he finally just had to say he's dead. Or he, or he didn't say he didn't say he's dead. He said he died. He didn't actually say he was dead because he knew what he was going to do. He just said, you know, first he had to tell him he's sleeping. He said, well, if he sleeps, he does well. And, you know, they just, they had no clue what he was doing. Most of the time they had no clue what he was doing. And so in simple terms, your faith will always follow your intention. Always. I mean, your, your faith is also works, right? Without, without a work, faith is dead. So when you, go, when you go to minister to someone by the word of God, what is your intention? Now, I remember years ago when I used to go minister to someone, I was going to get God's attention. And I was telling him all the way on there how bad it was. And, I, you know, and, and it was how, how much power he was going to need. And I was waiting to hear a word from God to see if God would speak to me about something you know, that I needed to know. Well, he could speak something to you, but if he doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. He doesn't, he doesn't have to speak because he already did. He thinks he actually spoke. You know, he, he does. I mean, I, I know he's kind of old in the sense of he's, he's been around a lot longer than all of us put together. But he actually thinks he's already spoke. In Hebrews, he says, he says this, this, he has ceased from his own works. That means he's through. He's absolutely through. You know, I mean, you can, you, you can use terms like, you know, uh, God's got this under control or, or God's got this. And I would agree with you, but it would, it, it would, that would determine, I, I would agree with that statement, but it would determine by what do you mean God's got this? Well, I'm looking to God to do something because I know I can't. Well, then that's not workable. What would you need him to do? Well, I need him to heal someone. Well, what would be the method? What would God have to do? Well, he has to release power. Well, how does he do that? Well, I mean, he's God. He can release power. Well, how, where does it come from? Does it just come... You know, is it just is it invisible power that just shows up? Well, he's God. He can do anything. No, he can't. He can't violate his word. Can he? He can't. He'll do everything he can to reach an individual as far as he can go. He'll do everything he can do to stop a situation that would turn out terrible. But the only thing he can't do is violate your will because he said he won't. He'll do everything he can to reach a person. He'll go as far as he can go. He'll send people by. He'll, there'll be all kinds of thoughts going through the heart and the mind all up to the last minute. But what he can't do is violate their action. He's not going to do that. He's not going to violate yours or mine. So, before, so while you're in the process of going and going to ministry, you're, you're, you're thinking these thoughts. 
I mean, I, I, I'm just telling you how, how I'm thinking. I'm thinking about, I, I'm God conscious. I'm, I'm Holy Ghost conscious. I, I, I'm conscious of what's already happened. I'm conscious of who's on the inside of me. I'm conscious that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ in me, Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, that I died, but Jesus is alive. And we know that's symbolic in that sense of it's, it's substitute that we, you know, that we, we died with him and we crucified with him, we died with him, we buried with him, but we was also raised with him. So Paul says, you know, understand that symbolic or understand the sense of when he was raised, you was raised. But Paul, because of the, the, the old man, he said that man's died, but yet there's a new man alive on the inside. And the new man is not you. The new man's him. So I, I have to, uh, let me get my phone here. I got a little something I saw on the way here. Um, I don't generally come to church and, and quote Clint, Clint Eastwood, but this one was worth it. Now, you know, our old man's died crucified, but how many know we could have old thinking? This was a year old. Uh, Clint Eastwood's 92 years of age. But someone asked him on his, when he turned 91, he, see, he said, how old are you, Clint? He said, I turned 91 on Monday. Like I said, it's a year old. What are you going to do today? I'm going to start a new movie. And his partner says, what keeps you going, Clint? He said, I get up every day and I don't let the old man in. Now, he's talking about his physical, and maybe he's thinking about his mindset too. I don't know. But that's pretty strong for Clint. Now, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I've watched some of his movies. I don't see a whole lot of fruit right there. So uh, I'm praying that, that he is. And uh, you know, we use his Make My Day. You know, uh, that works a lot of times in sermons. But he said, I, I wake up in this 91-year-old body, now 92, and I, but I just don't let the old man in. Because if you open the door, they'll jump. They'll jump just that fast. You won't have to say, would you like to They're already in. They've already moved in, got their, their Samson out luggage, they're rearranging the furniture and emptying the pantry. <laughs> and you said, no, I mean, just coming out of the rain, you didn't use my phone. They've already, you know, they're, they're changing everything around. They're already painting rooms different colors and everything. It's takeover. You just say, you know, can I help you? They're in. It's all over. So don't, so don't let them in. So when you're going there and you're ministering like that, you're, you, you have a consciousness of you. Anybody who ministers to people, like you, you, you can do it in any sense. You can be light. You, you, you can minister to them and just, and just lay hands upon them. You, you, you can shake their hand and release the power in you. Anyone who uses their hands, which is everybody here, you know, but it, it, it depends what you're thinking because your, your faith will follow that intention. You can use the different words. Jessica and Logan could do the same thing by virtue of just what they do. As a hairstylist and, and you're getting massaged, Jessica may not have to tell you anything. She could if she knows that you're a believer, but if she wanted just to help you, all she'd have to, she could be doing the physical part, but just knowing, actually, I'm releasing the life of God into these muscles. <laughs> she, don't, she don't even have to tell you all that. You know, you know, a chiropractor means, you know, one, if you look it up, it, actually, if you look up the word chiropractor, it means more than one thing, but it means hands-on. Well, if you get a massage, you know, it helps if they have hands. Uh, right? I mean, it does help. I mean, 
<laughs> I guess they could tap dance on you, but it might be like, say, how was your session day? Uh, <laughs> it was different. <laughs> I'll never be the same. <laughs> it was a high heels tap dance, you know. Oh, I thought, you, you know, you got caught in the hell. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're, but, but, but you're simply releasing the power. You're simply releasing the power. If, if they agree with you, it works to their benefit. It works faster. If they work against you, uh, they can die. But they also can live. You said, no way. You said both. I know I do. Because, see, everything you do and everything we have, everything in the scripture is seed. So if, if they stay on the negative side or on the sense side too long, they'll put too much dirt on their seed. And the seed will still be there, but, but it won't be able to come up. You know, in other words, if you're going to plant corn or whatever you're going to plant, you know, they don't tell you to plow it down 18 inches and throw a seed in and put 18 inches of dirt on it. You'll, you'll never have a corn stalk ever come up that way, ever. So you have to know what you're planting and what the depth of soil is. So if they keep on throwing negativity on the seed, it doesn't matter what the, how, how, how true the word is, they'll, they'll suffocate. Do you, you think that's scriptural? Well, of course it's scriptural. I wouldn't have mentioned it. Mark chapter 4. Right. It, it said the cares of the world and, and the, you know, the lust of other, other things and all the things of this world comes in and it does what? It chokes the word or suffocates the word. Well, if you can choke the word and suffocate the word, that means that the seed that produces also a hundredfold has become zerofold. In other words, it helps to have their cooperation best thing that you can do is find someone who wants to cooperate or at least stay neutral. You say, well, when's it almost too late? I, I kind of stop after they buried them. That's a, your policy may be to dig them up, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that. Because we can't get, we, we can't, we can't bail you out. My board won't let me use tithes and offers, you know, to bail people out of jail. I've had to ask them twice. They said, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. You know, I said, okay. I get, I've been asked this three or four times. I said, what you in there for? Well, a few things, Pastor, but I didn't do it. I said, that's what everyone said they didn't do it. <laughs> Even Hitler. Hitler. Hitler didn't do it either. Well, so what you're doing, your, your, your faith will follow the intention. So what I was going to say was, I could have faith in my heart, and, and, I, and I've already, in my, in my thinking, I've already, before I get there, there's been an exchange, whether they know about it or not. So actually, I wouldn't do this, but actually I could do this. I could lay hands on them and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Chicken pot pie, uh, red hair and overalls. Amen. And, and it, it, had the same, it had the same power I said, it had the same power if I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for Sam here. Father, I just thank you, though, that your word is true and your word is life. I thank you that you love Sam here. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord. He has a situation. We know what the doctors say, but, Lord, we know that you have power. Oh, Lord, we know. Oh, Father, we know that you, all things are possible with you. Oh, Father, oh, Father. And he's thinking, what are you talking to me for? I'm not the one sick. He said, why don't you talk to Sam? See, the more we say, oh, Father, you know who we're trying to convince? Ourselves. 
because we don't have the confidence. But that's okay to start off that way. I buried a few people on the way to, to our victory or two. But the thing is, they were dying anyway. In other words, my praying for them didn't kill them. You say, well, I wouldn't want to pray unless I had 100% results. Well, you won't never probably have 100% results. It's possible, but so far I haven't met someone who's had 100% results. Have you? Except Jesus. And I'm looking forward to personally meeting him, aren't you? Amen. Amen. You say, well, he, now he didn't have in his home, hometown. Yeah, he, he still had 100% results. You say, well, he was very limited. Well, he was limited, but he had 100% results with who he ministered to. They said he could not do many, um, they, he could do not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. But it, it, it said he, he healed a few people, some translators say of minor ailments. So we would just assume he couldn't get a, a cancer case healed. He could get a headache healed. That's not what it said. Maybe the only one who came to him was people with minor ailments, and he got 100% of everyone who came to him. It's just in the next town, he'll have to, all of them come because they're not offended. The town before and the town after is not offended. So all of them came, the hard cases and the easy cases. He got 100% of who, who he prayed for. It's just the hard cases didn't come to him. Their unbelief didn't stop him. If you did, you couldn't have been saved. <laughs> you was an unbeliever. Hmm? You was an unbeliever. That's the greatest miracle that, you're, that you could ever have would be salvation. True? The greatest miracle would be salvation. And yet it only took one scripture from, from the word of God to translate you out of the kingdom of darkness into his son. One word from God changed your eternal destiny. Now you tell me how the devil has you hemmed in. When, when you broke out of hell, one word. See, we, 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 we got to think right. We, we think we got to gather up, you know, the choir section and go, and go get the youth leader and, you know, go, go get the Sunday school teacher and the, the pastor and associate pastor and we got to go get the intercessors, whatever, because someone's got, you know, th this is terrible. You say, well, the, 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 but what if they die? Well, uh, if they're a believer, they're going to go to heaven. Amen. If Jesus doesn't come in my lifetime, I'm going to die too. So, so are you. Have y'all figured that out? I mean, do the math. Some of y'all, you know, different times, but I'm just saying, I figure I got a little less time in front of me than I have, than I have behind me. And so are you wanting to be 120? Uh-uh. No, I don't. I mean, if you do, I mean, more power for you. I'll welcome you when you get into the gate. I, I could change my mind, you know, if I got good presence of mind and you know physical being, and there's a purpose for me to be here, then then I'll stay here. But if the Lord doesn't have need of me, He says, "Well, you've done what you're called to do, and you can come on now. I'm jumping. I'm, I mean, today I'm thinking I'm jumping, but I'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger that day. You gonna see? You gonna stay in paradise or Jimerson? So let's see. <laughs> well. But you go in there and, and your faith will follow that because it only takes this, a, a, a king rules by decree. We, we got to get that. When a king in a monarchy makes a decree, he's not looking, he doesn't have to have agreement. 
Does he? No, he doesn't have to. We, we don't have that system of government here, so we, so we don't even think along those terms. But, but if you lived, in a, in a, if you lived in, a, in a nation with, you know, you know in England, you, we would think differently when, when, when you hear a message like this where a king decrees and declares for the people and it shall be so. Well, we had a king who did declare and did decree and God says, and so shall my word, and so shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it my word shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the thing that I sent it to do. That was a clue to join the club. Not, not that it was, you know, uh, exclusive that you couldn't join join it. He didn't say, but y'all can, because y'all just a bunch of peons. Well, you can't give us, you can't give us the command to go do what you did without giving us the stuff that you did it with. You say, well, now I want you to, even if I was a skilled craftsman, which is kind of funny, if I was a skilled craftsman, and I could build a house or whatever, or find furniture. Well, just say, I'll just say Mr. Scott. He, he's, he's, I don't know, he can do about anything that I've ever, I mean, I mean, he's, he put this little stage together. He tear down a house. He builds houses. He, you know, he's done little jobs. He's done medium-sized jobs. He's done large jobs. Why? Because he knows how. And he's very good at it. But how good would he be on any job if you took all his tools away? He had no access to them. He'd be sitting there with knowledge with no tools. Well, what good would that do with him? Or how about give me his tools and say, go build it. <laughs> and you're still nowhere. You're like, yep, yep, yep. That's a saw. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And that's a, what's that? A miter saw. Miter saw? Miter saw. My dad left me some tools, and he said, there's a few tools here. He says, he says oh, it don't matter. He says, you, you probably won't even know what they are. He said, just, you know. He says something you wouldn't use very often. He, he was a little tired that day. He says, don't worry. He says, just keep him, look at him, or give him someone. He said, yeah, I don't think you'll even know what they are when you see them. Well, he was right. I looked at him and said, man, I wonder what, wonder what that is. <laughs> so here we are. We have this decree to make. And the noun of this says, uh, the noun of decree is this. It means refers to a formal authoritative order, especially one having the force of law. So the decree is further defined as the official statement that something must happen. So a king has a legal power to decree. Agreed? De actually, the word decree is an old English word called legislate. Y'all don't, don't understand legislate. In other words, he, he doesn't beg or cry for something. He, he declares something. And he, what he declares becomes established. It, it, it becomes the law. What he declares has now become legislated when he speaks it. And um, he said in First uh, Peter 2.9, he says, You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. The uh, Passion Translation said, But you are God's chosen treasure, priest who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God devoted, as God's devoted ones. 
You are priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart as God devoted ones. Um, a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. That was the King James. I looked up the word royal. It says in the, with the Greek, it, says it means regal. It means dominion. It means rule. And royal means they are kingly in nature. You are the royal priesthood. You are kingly in nature. Man, you get this into your thinking for a while. You, you quit thinking my name's George, you know, and I was born in 19, whatever. And I drive a, catch some of you here, won't know what I'm talking about, Chevrolet Vega. <laughs> she said, oh, Chevrolet what now? I know, I got, I got the Chevrolet part. What's the other part? <laughs> With this famous aluminum block, <laughs> or not so famous. <laughs> that might have dated me just a little bit. So Jesus is the king of kings, right? Amen. King of what? He's the capital K, and we're the lowercase K. But he's the king of kings. You're, you're a king's kid, right? Amen. So the world needs us to manifest our royal anointing, our royal family nature, the, the world looks for us to manifest our attributes of the greater one that's on the inside of you. To decree the kingdom and the king means to legislate. It means to give a direct command. It means to summons to the world that the will of the king will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the whole earth is waiting to get, for us to give instructions. The whole earth is waiting for us to give instructions. According to Romans 8, 19, it says the whole universe waits in earnest expectation of the sons and daughters to manifest themselves. In other words, to bring back into alignment into this world with God, what God's original intent was for this world and for our purpose, his people. The world's waiting for what? Well, it says the earnest expectation, the, the world is groaning. The world, the earth is groaning waiting for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God to take their rightful place. The earth is under duress. and says, we, we, need, we need you to take your rightful place. We need you to rise up. We need, we need you to be God in the earth. We need you to begin to speak the words of God so things can change because he left it in your stead. In his stead, he, he left you in charge in his stead. You are the king. You are the king of this earth of the king. You are, you are the priest of this king. You are the chosen, royal, uh, regal people of the kingdom of God. Please take your place. Please, you know, re release people from the bondage. Jesus knew who he was and knew what he was anointed to do. He knew he could set the captive free. So when, 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 he, when he gives a he, when he gives a legislative word and he speaks it out, things begin to change. So we're, we're supposed to bring uh, every word that we speak is supposed to be in alignment with his word, isn't it? His will, his purpose. Every word that we speak, the way I put it down here uh, this afternoon, says every, every word that we speak is pregnant with royal, regal, kingly, creative power. The word of, where, where the word of a king is, there's what? There's power. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established and, the, and the, his light shall shine upon your ways. How does that work? Whether you believe it or whether you don't. 
Now, how do you, now see if you like this. I think we got time to do two things here. In Psalm, Psalms 81, 10, and uh, I'll just read the B part of that verse in the, in the Passion Translation. You, if you don't have the Passion, just, just listen to this because it sounds different in different places. But Psalms 81, 10 in the Passion Translation says, Open your mouth with a mighty decree, and I will fulfill it now, you'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. You want to hear that again? Psalms 81, 10, the B part of that verse. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now. You'll see the words that you speak, so shall it be. But I don't know, just something God said. You know, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know really what he meant by that. What do you think? Hmm? Psalms 29, 4 tells us, it says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. I looked at the word powerful. It means force, might, strength. It's Strong's number 3581, where this verse was used, Psalms 29.4. I looked up the, the word powerful in Psalms 29.4, the Strong's 3581. It, it says the voice of the Lord is powerful. It means the, the voice of the Lord has comes with force, might, strength. It's firm and it's full of vigor. When God speaks, things happen. Things change. It shakes things up. Now, I think we have time to be, let's, uh, let's go to 2 Kings, and we'll end here tonight. Our time's away. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 8. I think you're familiar with this story. It's pretty amazing. Every time I read it, it's just like, wow, I'm just amazed. 2 Kings chapter 8. And I got a new Bible. I'm still training, so it's not marked up anywhere like my old one. I didn't want to have to change, but I had three or four pages just come out. And there's pages I use. So one day I was, y'all never knew it, I was getting ready to read something, and I, was, and I turned over the page and it wasn't there. And it was like, well, I forgot that I lost that page. And it was a really good page. <laughs> you know, but if it's not there, it's not there. And it's like, I have an incomplete Bible. <laughs> All right, Second Kings chapter 8 uh, and verse uh, 4 through 6. It says in the and the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, of all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king, how Elisha had restored a dead body to life. You remember that story? That behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and her land. Because, you know, there was a, a famine and he told her, he says, leave here, uh, leave here, go somewhere else. There's going to be a famine here. There won't be sustenance here to live. It's time for you to go. Well, the famine's over now. And she comes back and she finds someone has her house and has her property. They, 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 Goldilocks has moved in. She's tried all the beds, likes every one of them. She likes all the chairs. And... Uh, 
and they've already set up shop, so to speak. So she goes to the king, and she's going to plead for her home and her farm back. Well, it was her son, that, you know, that was dead. And and so the king, you know, he he just he likes his eyes says, "Hey, I got a little time here, you know. While these people are coming, I'm, I got to hear all these cases and make you know decisions as the king. I got I got I got to legislate. But you know, I got a little break right here. Tell me." Tell me one of your best stories. He says, he says, what's the prophet of God been doing? He says, well, there was a boy. And he, he begins to tell a story and how he was raised from the dead. And, and he just happened to be there. Just, just happened to be there. Just, I'm sure it's just a great coincidence. But he just happens to be here at the same time this woman comes in. And he says, he restored a dead body's life. Then he says, then behold, the woman whose son had restored life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, oh, he said, oh, my Lord, oh, my, my king. He says, this is the woman and this is her son who Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king put a vote before the Senate and the Congress. But they didn't have majority in the Senate. So went back to the went to the house. Is that what happened? And the king asked the woman who she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, and he told him, he says, restore all that was hers and all the fruits of her field since the day that she left the land until now. Where the word of a king is. There's power. <laughs> the word of a king legislates. The word of a king cuts through the red tape. The word of a king. You are the king of a king and you are the Lord of lords. You are a legislator. But what do we have to do? The word not put in your heart doesn't come out of your mouth. And when you got to the place to where you're persuaded and you're fully persuaded, you really could lay hands on because I've done it before. I proved it out. Just proved it out. Done, done, done it on purpose. I mean, I, I, sometimes I prayed for so many people in some place at one time. You know, I, I just, you know, I made mistakes. In other words, I said she and it was a he. You know, and it's, it's really embarrassing when you call a, a woman or a man by, you know, in some part of their body that a man or woman doesn't have. And when you, when you begin, you know, when, when you've had three or four people that you're praying for and they come there because they can't have children and you go through all that, then the next person you lay on a man and, and, and you say, and you shall conceive and your womb. And he doesn't have one. He doesn't have a womb. But, but he, he, he told me what it was, and it wasn't that because we, we weren't that mixed up apparently 20 years ago. But anyway, but I, I knew what he had. But that night he got healed. But, well, but I didn't say of what he had. I, 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 I pronounced that he would, you know, get, be able to give birth. <laughs> well, like I did for the, people, the rest of the people line. I was a little tired. <laughs> but, you know, it, but in my heart, that wasn't my intention. And my heart knows that. So did, the man got healed just like that that night, which helped me to know that for the rest of my life. Now I've heard Curry teach on that and other people teach on that. And I know it's absolutely true because I've, I've had it happen to myself. 
I mean, generally, I, I mean, I, I would, you know, I'm, I don't go out there just to have fun with it. Just say, hey, watch here, I'll do this. I'm just saying your faith will follow your intention. But b- before I go there, I'm already know what my intention is. I'm never thinking about me. I'm just thinking about him. I'm not thinking about my faith. I'm not thinking about my faith at all, which takes all the pressure off me. I, I don't never think about Eric. I don't ever think about Eric's faith. I don't think that I've never seen. I've never seen a miracle like this. I, well, why would I want to think that? You say, because well, you never saw one. Okay, that's true. But are, are, are you going to heal them on your own? Well, no, the Christ in you, the Holy Ghost in you is going to do it. You think the Holy Ghost has ever seen that, that disease healed somewhere in the world? It's not his first rodeo. So why, why, why would you be concerned about what you haven't seen when it's the Christ in you, the hope of glory? See, it takes all the pressure off you. Paul said, I died. Okay, so we know you won't be performing any magical acts tonight. You, you died. But he said, nevertheless, I live. But, but the way I live, I live by what? The faith of the assembly of God. <laughs> His companions. Word of faith. Y'all help me. I don't know which one it is. Which, which one of those denominations is it? I live by the faith of what? Of the Son of God. Some, transla- some translations say in the Son of God, and that's not too good, but it's not, it's not right. The original says, oh, I, I don't live in the... Because if I'm living in his faith, that's good, but it'd be better that I'm living of his faith. Because, because, because I may have a bad day and don't know if I, I'm, my belief is too good. If I'm trying to believe in him, well, you shouldn't have to try to believe in him, but if it's just him, see, I'm just long for the ride. I died... But I believe this, so I'm just carrying him to this situation. And sometimes you can't go there. Sometimes they're not going to let you in the hospital. Sometimes it's another country. You can't go there. What are you going to do when you can't go there? What are you going to do? Matthew chapter 8, which we may hit that next time. Where, where Jesus, you know, the centurion's servant was nigh to death. He, was, he said he was tormented. And Jesus said, well, let's go. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to the house. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Remember when Jesus said, I'll, I'll go see what I can do? Do you remember the story, Matthew chapter 8? He says, he says, come, I'll go to your house and I will I'll heal him. Well, how do you know? He didn't even pray if it was the Lord's will. Oh, which proved it was the, always the Lord's will to heal. Proved it was. She'd rest it forever. He said, I'll come to have him. He says, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm not even worthy. You should come into my house. You know, and you know the exchange. He was, a, he was in the military and he had command over at least 100 men and he understood authority. He says, there's times I don't see the people either. But I go tell this one to go tell that one and I send them here. And when I, when I, send, when I legislate and I send a word because I have authority, it, they do what I, what I say when I say it. He, he understood that because he's military. You know, you, you, this, this message works really good with people in the military. It works really good with people who are policemen. It works good with anyone who understands authority and if they, they can parallel it real easy you know, from their vocation. Because in the military, that, that, that's how they think. Right? In other words, it's not that you can't make a decision, but they're not probably asking you a whole lot. In the beginning, they're not, they're, they're not asking you. Uh, I mean, I, I remember when we uh, um, we went to uh, Taylor was about 
a year and a half into his time in the Marines. And uh, he was, I forgot what base he was on. And he, he uh, we saw him at that and he said, I said, what's the matter? He says, oh, I, nothing's wrong. He says, I, well, I just cleaned my stuff out, you know, because I'm won't be coming back here. He said, but he said, the funniest thing, he says, something, something had me, never had me. As long as I've been in the Marines, I said, what's that? He says, they're going to re redecorate this part of the whatever that we use, or I forget what they used it for. And, and he said, they came in with some different paint colors and some furniture was going to put in there and asked us, well, you know, what do y'all think we should put in there? And he says, I don't know, huh? I've never been asked about anything for two years. <laughs> I've been told everything. He says, I was absolutely clueless. You know, he said, I didn't even have an opinion. He said, I remember when I always had an opinion. I said, yeah, me too. I remember that too. <laughs> but they killed that in about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, so this king, he's just sitting there and Gehazi says, golly, he says, that's the woman. Well, you can see the king probably, I bet, I bet she jumped line, don't you? I don't think she had to wait. I bet the king says, uh, uh, bring her up here. And then he tells the story. He said, did that really happen to you? She said, absolutely happened to me. So why are you here? Well, they got my house. And I've been gone seven years. And uh, I wanted to see if the mercy of, would you have mercy upon me to have my, my, my home back in my farm, my land? He said, absolutely. He said, I'm putting somebody over it right now. He said, not only are you going to have it back, he says, man, that was a story. He says, make sure she gets paid back everything that she'd had if she'd never left with interest. Anybody ready to get paid back everything they lost with interest? Yeah. Woo, glory to God. Better get to legislating. Huh? The word of a king is what? Power. Power. Amen. So when you decree a thing, he says it shall be established. And the light shall shine upon you. So we're going to have to begin to decrease some things. O over your life, over your family, over everything that's connected with you, your, your health, your finances, your, your community, your state, your nation, the, the plan of God for your life. Especially the plan of God for your life. I mean, that's what the enemy's after, knock, knock you off course. Deter you in every way that it can. You know, if he can't stop you, I mean, that, that's what he does. He, I mean, he just, you know, he starts little fires over here, and then you got to run over and see what all that's about, and because you're supposed to be over here, and then he's, he's throwing something over here, and, you, and then you're looking over there. Anything to keep you from going down the path that you're on. But after a while, you just have to say, well, in Jesus' name, it'll be all right. It blows up, it don't matter. We'll get another one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right? And, and, and you just keep going on your path. You remember what Elijah did, Elisha? Elijah knew that he was, he was about to leave. And he knew Elisha was going to take his place. The Lord told him he was. He said, well, go down there and get him to go with you. It's time for you, almost time for you to go home. And he goes down and just kind of hits him on the shoulder and says, come on, boy. We got things to do. He said, well, can I go bury my father? He says, you ain't worth nothing. He said, I got to go. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, you understand. Elisha looked at me like he could be moody. You ever read the Bible about Elisha? He looked like he could be a little grumpy. He did, didn't he? I mean, you know, when you call fire down on top of people and have them consumed, cremated, you know, just like, he says, 
don't, 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 don't say that to me one more time. Don't, 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 oh my God. Don't, don't say one more time. And they said, say it. He said, fire! <laughs> more, more of Jezebel's, you know, ungodly priest came out there. And he, he just kept on making crispy critters out of them. He was just in a bad mood, I guess, today. I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> He's in a bad mood. But, but he had a reputation. Now, I don't know why, then, you know, then Jezebel, you know, she told him she's going to kill him, and he ran like a wild turkey. I'm thinking, well, was you out of bullets? I mean, what, I mean, what was you, I mean, I mean you, you killed hundreds of people just with your words, and fire came from the, from, from the heavens to consume them. And she told she's going to kill you, and you ran, from the, you ran from this woman. I mean, that's not the good end of a story, man. Maybe that's why they're replacing you. I don't know. I don't mean to. You might. This is a wild book, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we, we are living a wild, I mean, this is a wild book. I mean, you know, people out there using axes and they, they lose the whole axe head and it goes and he says, oh my gosh, I'll be in so much trouble, I'll be in prison forever. And he calls the man of God over and he says, what happened? He says, well, I was using an axe head. You know what the problem is if you lose someone's axe out here, he says, where'd it go? It went way over in the pond. I can't even see it. It's sunk in the mud. He says, that's all right. He says, oh, where's another axe? He says, Oh, here's one why. He said, well, watch here. He just threw it in after it. Because that's how you retrieve the other one, right? <laughs> I mean, that's in this book. It's, it's, it's wild. How do you retrieve an axe that, where it's come off the, the handle and it's sunk into it? You throw one behind it? And then they both float? Oh, yeah, we do that every week. <laughs> All the time. Well, I got this disease. Well, I just go jump in the river, that old muddy pond, about seven, about seven times. You come out, and he, he says, do you know who I am? He says, yeah, I know who you are. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, know, I know you got some political clout, but you also know also you're dying. So there's the pond. That is a swamp. That is worse than pathetic. They won't even a snake get in the water. He says, well, you're a snake. You get in there seven times. Seven times he come out. That's wild. I don't know what the purpose was. Maybe he has some. Maybe he has some attitude issues. Huh? Elisha could give you some stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, he could come up with some stuff if he was coming up with it. It's pretty wild. That's why I'm saying your faith will follow your intention. I've had people done for. See, there was time I learned this years ago because uh, uh, before we put this wall up here. And, uh, you know, it was open to the foyer. And I had a guy here one time. We had, at the time, we had three sections. And I had a guy come in one time, and he was, uh, uh, came for a, for a little while, and actually should still be here, but he got healed and he left. And, uh, but he came in, and he was kind of messed up, and uh, uh, he had an accident, I found out afterwards. But he'd come a couple times, and I, I'd see him go like this. He'd come in, and he'd go like this. And then he'd sit down, and I never got to him because I got caught in conversations. He'd be gone every time. So third time, he, he was here. <clears throat> I was preaching and saying something, and, and then towards the end of service, I prayed for some sick people. And then uh, he, didn't, he never came up, so I just walked back to him, and I said, won't you stand? We'll just lay hands on you. I believe God will heal you. He's like, you can tell he's like, no, he won't. See, that because now what's here is it, it owns him in his mind. You could set him free, but he's still in his mind. He, you know, he's still 
captivated. And there was a, back there in the foyer where that table is, the information table was, that was not there. And there was just a picture on there. And I said, uh, tell you what, and we'll just call him Johnny. I said, uh, turn around. I said, see you out there in the foyer. I said, you see that picture on the wall? I said, yeah. He said, yes, sir. And I said, uh, I said, well, what happened to you? He said, well, I was working on a job. And he said, in, in Birmingham, a bad storm came up. And he said, you know, those big roll-up doors and the chain. I said, yeah. He said, I, I, I went to go roll it down. He says, and the wind came in there and it wrapped around my, it wrapped around my body. And he says, it took me all the way up and crushed my arm and my shoulder and down through my hip. And he says, and I got, I got steel in here. And he says, I've been on disability now four or five years. And I said, so, oh, so you, you, you can't, he said, I can barely walk, he said. And I said, well, I said, well, buddy, I, all I know to tell you, uh, I tell you what the Lord told me. He says, okay. okay. I said, turn, I said, I said, you said, you see that picture on the back of the wall? He said, yeah. I said, the Lord said, run, touch it and come back. He says, I can't run. I said, yeah, I know, but do it anyway. And then uh, he was in a struggle. I, I can see why. I said, I, 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 just said, I didn't see how to break no records, but, but, but give it what you got. He said, well, okay, but I, I, I said, oh, that's all right. You want me to go with you? He said, no, sir. I, I, I mean, I'll get there, but I, it won't be no run. I said, well, you, you'll see. It, it, it'll change as you go. All right. I, I, I was letting him just go on my face to his. And he, he, he got, you know, about 10, 20 feet. And then all of a sudden he's like this. And, and then he went and touched it. And when he touched it, he ran back. Well, all of his family that was here, there was like four or five of them here. And they went, <gasps> well, the thing is, I didn't know the story first. I just told him to do that. I didn't know he had steel in his hip and all. I didn't know he was damaged. I'm glad I didn't know. Because his family went, <gasps> and, and afterwards I found out, they said, how, how, how did you do that? He says, I don't know. When I, when I, he says, you know, I could never, I couldn't run back there. But when I touched that picture, I turned around. All of a sudden, he says, it was like, like wind got behind me. It just blew me back here. And I said, no, 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 wind. I said, because my hair is still on place. And I don't, I don't like it when my hair is out of place, do I? I can feel it when it's out of place. It's like, whoo, it's like, whoo. I can feel it. Extra hold. Praise the Lord. And, uh, so I found out, you know, as the years would go by, that I, I got that as a word of knowledge. But I said, I wonder if there's some times I could just say, go do this. And I found out I could. I don't mean crazy stuff. I mean something simple. In other words, it was a point of contact for their faith to go do something that they, that they couldn't do. In this case, I didn't know that he had the situation. If he did, I probably, probably wouldn't tell him to do that, to be honest with you. I wouldn't tell him to run when I didn't know he could, you know, even, I, I didn't know he had steel in his hip and been damaged. Well, he got totally healed. Didn't go back to work. And, uh, you know, and I checked on him four or five times. He says, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to come back. I said, huh? He's healed. I'm fishing now. I've got to check. Well, that's none of my business. I'm just saying, well, the word of a king is there's power. But you could, but, but, but it has to be released. So just get, get you off your mind when you're, when you're ministering to people. Because it, it, if I read right, you're dead. I mean, you can go to the graveyard, and if you know someone, you say, well, you know, Uncle Bob or whatever, he was, he was an alcoholic. 
I said, but you know, he got saved for a diet. Well, that's good. Well, I tell you, let's go, let, let, let's go get a fifth of whatever. Or you could put a cold case down or whatever. Uncle Bob ain't going to come up and say, Ooh, man, I'm thirsty. That's my favorite drink. He's not going to come up. Well, he's not there. But he's dead. Or you, you don't even have to wait until he's buried. You, 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 could take it to the, you could take it to the funeral home, couldn't you? Well, if he'd been an alcoholic or if, he, or, or, or if he'd smoked cigarettes and died of lung cancer, you could have put a whole case of Marlboro Lights if that's what he, whatever he smoked. So hey, you want you, you want enough smoke for you before they before they bury? He won't say a word. Why? He's dead. There ain't no pull on him anymore. Amen. Well, there's there's no pressure on you because you died, and the life that you live now is by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. So when I so when I have people want to let me pray for them, I, I'll just you know if I could, they don't want me to cut their hair or get a massage. But if it did, I'd, 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 be, I'd be pulling the hair saying, Jesus, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd be putting so much life in there, I'd be like, wow, what did you do? <laughs> now, if you need to come back two, three more times for money, just put you know, a little bit of life in them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amen. Well, God's good all the time. Praise the Lord. Well, let's receive our tonight offering. Praise the Lord. If you're, if you're a sower, and you're not to sow, then we're going to sow and we're going to believe God for harvest. We had a good time Sunday.